Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not OnlyFans is bad for men, and we are starting right now with the affirmative side, in particular Alex. Thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so masturbation is a sin, and if you do it, you will go to hell, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. So I think this issue is uh, pretty interesting. I view OnlyFans for men as I view eating sugar or gambling. Uh, if you eat a Snickers bar here and there, I don't think anything bad is really going to happen. Uh, if you gamble, you know, once or twice a year when you go to Vegas, I think that's fine. I've gambled, you know, and I've never become addicted to gambling. But I think the problem lies in for the hardcore users, the dudes who are on OnlyFans every day. Now, OnlyFans is very new. It became popular around 2019 when the pandemic happened, right? So we don't really have – there's some studies that have come out about it. Uh, like one that's interesting, one that I'm sure the uh, my opposition is going to mention is that turns out that a lot of the people who are on OnlyFans are married. But even if you look at that study, the author says, well, just because they're married doesn't mean they're not lonely or dissatisfied with their marriage life. Uh, but really, I think the closest comparison in terms of studies that we have is porn, because obviously, what are you doing on OnlyFans? You're watching a girl most likely either cook naked or have sex with a guy or have sex with a girl or a guy doing other shit. I don't know, whatever. It's all sexual shit pornography related the only difference is only fans allows a little bit more of interaction so you know you can talk to a girl that you're subscribed to in reality you're probably talking to some indian guy but uh yeah i mean whatever floats people's boats but the point is, is that there's a obviously those two are very similar and porn has been shown to be not good for males brain again uh when i was growing up i would watch porn you know here and there uh nowadays i rarely watch porn but maybe like once in a fucking blue moon me and my girlfriend would be like hey let's check this shit out uh, but again, I think doing it once in blue moon is fine. I don't think it's going to fuck you up. But again, I'm talking about the hardcore users, the people who watch porn every day. And that has been found to co uh, cause a whole bunch of uh, negative effects. Uh, most primarily their dopamine uh, reward system becomes uh, just all kinds of high Blah. all kinds of heart you know just fucked up like their dopamine reward system doesn't really work as well anymore they seek that uh, like kind of short-term satisfaction uh and that creates all kinds of issues i'm not the best person probably to explain the neuroscience aspect of it there's a lot of good videos about this online uh they're more likely to have erectile dysfunction they're more likely to be dissatisfied with their sex life so yeah the concern is for the hardcore users of OnlyFans, the same as the hardcore users of OnlyFans. I mean, of porn, uh, obviously, I don't think it should be legal. I think, you know, people should be free to gamble if they want. But I think to argue that OnlyFans is a good thing for men is just silly. It's like arguing that porn is good for men. Again, I don't think people should be stigmatized for participating in OnlyFans. Uh, I think from a girl's perspective, it's a bit different. I don't actually think that OnlyFans is bad for the woman's for the female creators, I think can be neutral depending on her personality. But for men who are consuming it, yeah, I would say it's overall a negative, uh, unless you're doing extreme moderation, once in a blue moon type of thing. That's basically it. We kick it over to my man, Beckett. Hey, thank you. So um, when we're talking about OnlyFans and male creator, uh, male consumers, I mean, the user base is 87% male. I think it's clearly targeted towards men. OnlyFans may say things like, well, you know, you can get a range of creators on there from like cooking channels to everything else. But realistically, what we're speaking about is a platform that is known for producing pornographic or risque content. Um, from, from that position, the internet has moved in a way over the last sort of 20, 30 years where people are starting to substitute real life experiences, whether those are friendships, um, whether they are romantic, whether they are uh, even work into the online world. OnlyFans itself seems inherently unhealthy. It encourages the building of parasocial relationships um, to a much more extreme degree than even what we see in kind of streamer culture, where people will become attached to the streamers that they watch. They are replacing 
romantic relationships with this is the girl I watch, I can give her money, she can give me something back. We're also seeing kind of the rise of scams in celebrity culture uh, in the like late 2010s, early 2020s. We saw Bella Thorne uh, basically go on Twitter and say, I'm very pro-sex work, um, I'm going to create an OnlyFans. She made millions of dollars from doing this and then uh, sent out lingerie shots. She didn't send any of the nudes she originally promised. She is still saying that she's a trailblazer and lying about it. This is also bad for female creators as well. Um, the restrictions that were put in place after that period were to deal with her and what she'd done. Only fans talked to her, not to any of the female creators who they were cutting off financially. Um, the earnings from OnlyFans itself, uh, I think from the recent data is, you know, you're you're on average earning 150 to 180 dollars a month, um, but that's a that's a bit misleading because the top one percent earns 33 percent of the income. The next 10 percent earns the next 79 percent. So the chances of actually making and living an income from something like OnlyFans, um, the way it's projected on social media, is just very unlikely. Which encourages female creators to foster those parasocial relationships to find that 20 out of the 80% who are going to spend the most money on them. Um, and that inherently is going to lead to exploitative practices because that is the only way you are going to make money doing this. You got it. Thank you very much for those openings. And we're going to kick it over to the no side. Want to say, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. I'm your host, James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button as we have many upcoming debates. You don't want to miss them. Hit subscribe right now. With that, we're going to kick it over to the no side. In particular, Jasmine in particular, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. How's my audio? Good. Good. Yeah, my first time on the channel. I'm super excited. Um, so no, I don't think OnlyFans is bad for men um, for a few reasons. Number one, I think OnlyFans is just another way to watch porn. And I disagree with Alex in that porn is bad um, because I don't think it's bad for the majority of men who consume it. I agree with him that there is a small population and it is very small. The only representative sample we've had puts it at around 4% who have um, negative impacts from watching porn. I don't use the term addiction because it's not medically recognized. It's been rejected by the medical community a number of times because the data is just not there. Vast majority of people who watch porn don't report having negative outcomes associated with it or have it negatively affect other areas of their lives, such as their relationships or careers. Even the um, studies on erectile dysfunction, there's some that sway in both ways. And the biggest predictor of developing issues around porn consumption is not how much you watch. There's been zero studies that have been able to associate how much porn you watch um, or how many orgasms you have. It seems to number one predictor is moral incongruence. So for instance, if you're religious and you have negative attitudes towards porn, you are way more likely to um, have an addiction or perceive yourself as having an addiction. There's also tons of comorbidities with things like narcissism. There's actually really interesting papers on this recently, anxiety, depression, ADHD, et cetera. But even if you wanna be one of those people who says, hey, no, porn is bad, pizza's bad, TV's bad, whatever. I think to determine whether something is good or not for men, we have to look at how society would look if we came in and either tried to remove that thing or even how 
things looked before that. So I would say has OnlyFans improved the porn industry? Um, I think for one, OnlyFans is a safer and more ethical way to consume this content. It not only allows users to directly support the creators instead of predatory mainstream porn companies like before, but OnlyFans has very stringent rules on verification and consent, ensuring all the content you see on there is from people who consent to it being up and are of age to do so. Um, for those, so for men who want to stop exploitation, minimize trafficking, keep it away from kids because there's a paywall. I think OnlyFans is the best way, the most ethical way to consume this content. And it is inevitable that men will consume this content because most men watch this. Um, lastly, from the few studies that we do have on OnlyFans, which I agree with Alex, there isn't enough on this yet. We see that it tends to actually lead to some really positive outcomes, um, sexual improvement and expansion, improvements in relationships. Uh, the relationship between sexual learning and effects on OnlyFans use on sexual lives was positive in these studies. The more users learned on the platform, the more positively they perceived the effects of OnlyFans uh, usage on their lives. And just to kind of um, talk about a few things that the last speaker mentioned, um, that is not the only way to be successful on OnlyFans. I am very lucky to be successful on OnlyFans. I don't encourage parasocial relationships. I don't have, there's no Indian man talking to my fans on my behalf. Um, most of my fans don't even message me. And even the ones that do, they just want contact uh, content. I think it's a misconception to believe that most of the men on OnlyFans are looking for parasocial relationships or for you to be your boyfriend. Um, I also think the ink or to be your boyfriend, the income thing is also, I feel like that's in any like content creation industry. If you look at YouTubers, most of the money is concentrated at the top as well. So I don't think that's an issue that is unique to OnlyFans in any way. Um, and yeah, I will pass this along to the lovely, lovely Diddly. Thank you. Um, so I think initially to answer this question, we probably should discuss what we mean when we say something is bad for men. Um, I think a lot of people when answering this question like to look at the most extreme subset of addicted parasocial Andes, when in reality the average OnlyFans user actually gets a lot of enjoyment out of it without it causing any personal problems or any harms to their health. Um, but the problem we run into when focusing on this most extreme subset of users is that all the same arguments can be used against practically all forms of entertainment, for example, video games, Netflix or Twitch streams, YouTube streams in this case. Um, can it be bad for a particular subset of men? Sure, anything in excess can be bad, but is it inherently bad? No. Um, and like Jasmine touched on, I think there's a massive misconception around who the average user is on OnlyFans. I think a lot of people like to think that the average man subscribed to people on OnlyFans is there to hopefully spark up a relationship or eventually get to fuck them or something. Um, yeah, my personal experience having been like with thousands of users on there and my experience being a user myself as well as a creator, it's just not the case. Uh, like Jasmine said, most people don't even message you. They're really just there to fap, like it's not that deep most of the time. Um, so yeah, let, let's get into it. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening as well. And folks, we're going to jump into the open dialogue section. Want to let you know this will be about 15 minutes. If you happen to have questions, feel free to fire them into the old live chat. If you tag me with at Modern Day Debate, that's one way to submit questions. Otherwise, you can use Super Chat. Those go to the top of the list for the question and answer for our guests at the end. With that, thank you very much for being with us. The floor is all yours. 
Jasmine Didley, Beckett, and Alex. I want to quickly address the last point Jasmine made about World Without OnlyFans, because I think that's sort of bordering on a red herring. Uh, so no one is arguing, at least I'm certainly not arguing, that OnlyFans should be removed, uh, legislated, or anything at all. You can think that alcohol is bad for you without wanting to bring back prohibition, right? You can hold those two thoughts in your head. They're not mutually exclusive. So I think we just need to stay away from this whole idea of like, okay, well, it, you know, without OnlyFans, things would be, you know, there'd be more, for example, uh, coercion or there'd be more like human trafficking, right? Because th this side is not arguing that it should be removed. We're just talking about, again, like, obviously we all know that, you know, alcohol is not good for you, but prohibition was a horrible disaster, right? So we can hold those two things uh, in our brains at the same time. So I just want to make sure we don't venture off into that. Um, yeah. I guess the, the question that I would bring, sorry, go ahead. Do you agree then that, do you, would you say OnlyFans has made the porn industry better? Would you say that at least? Um, I don't know enough about it. I, I can understand your logic. I can think that it probably for a female creator, it probably did make things better because they don't have to share. Cause I think that like when you're like, I think what you give up like 10% or 20% to OnlyFans versus- 20. When you're shooting on like a porn set, I think you probably get 20% of the profit. So yeah, it allows girls to make more money uh, without having to actually, you know, have sex with guys that are not of their choosing. I mean, I guess on a porn side, you do have some level of choice. So yeah, I can see how it made the porn industry better for women. Um, so what did you say it made it better in general by reducing those in, like even what you're consuming, like if you're a man and you're choosing to consume OnlyFans as opposed to some sketchy porn site where people could be underage and you could be watching somebody's non-consensual encounter, do you think that's an overall net positive for this? But this is but this is like a very minority of cases, right? Like we're not like if most porn sites were producing most of their content, which was non-consensual or underage, they wouldn't be operating. These are the extreme bans. I don't agree, I don't disagree with you that having more protections for sex workers is is a good thing. Like we we want that. We want people to be safe. We want people to be able to consent. But I think I think that's a bit of a red herring to go. Well, OnlyFans is people who are only producing content that they want to, because we know that people are pressured into doing OnlyFans as they're pressured into doing lots of type of sex work. We know that people uh, wouldn't that are setting be a minor minute it is it, it well? is it, it, that's my exact point it okay. is it, it is a minority argument so in the same way that i don't want to go to there and be like hey these people are being trafficked into this so all mm -hmm. of it's bad i'd want to cut off that bit that's like well yeah. this bit of porn is really unethical when we're talking about the majority of the type of porn yeah, people i would are also argue that the example that often the yes side would bring up is that um most people aren't addicted colloquially as we would say to only fans well how do you know that uh, well, I mean, how many people are addicted to porn? Uh, well, it depends on how you define addiction. But yeah, porn addiction is a real thing. And how many would you say? It's, it's not a physical addiction, right? It's not like heroin, but it's definitely a mental addiction. But would you say that's a minority of people? That watch porn? It, it really depends on that how you define addiction. That are addicted or however you would define a porn addiction. I would say if I had to take a stab at it, again, I, I'm just heavily speculating. I would say maybe a quarter of the people who watch porn have a low tier porn addiction, maybe maybe 40%. I don't think it's more than half. So there's never oh. been, there's been one representative sample, a study that had it at 4%, even convenience samples, um, never had it more than 9%. How so do you, where do you draw the line for addiction though in these studies? 
Well, that's the problem is that because porn addiction doesn't have any like standard for it because you can't find one because it's not a thing that people are able to actually like scientists, all the research done on it. We can't link it to how much you watch. So it's like a self person. Oh, I think I have an addiction. It gets in the way of my activities of daily living. I it gets in the way of my relationships and it's basically self-reported. And even that is pretty low. But um, there's a lot of addictions that are self-reported. I would, the, the question that I was going to ask is this, like if you met a guy, and you found out he watches porn every single day for two hours would that be a turn on or turn off uh for you ladies and be brutally honest two hours i would say that's a little excessive every day so that would be like kind of a turn off he would lose some points right yeah same with video games same with like pretty much watching tv for two hours a day i mean it's not healthy to do anything in excess so well, yeah, I, I would put, I would porn. Yeah, I would put porn in the same category as video games. Like, I don't think video games is good either. We can we can say that porn is not good for men, and video games is not good for men, and fucking circle jerking to red pill videos for two hours is not good for men, right? So, but would you say it's like video games are inherently bad for men, or is it more just the subset of you know gaming addicted men where that's bad? So, anytime you're watching, you're playing video games, you would be better off doing something else, and it's inherently bad. So the, the idea of, I think, inherently bad implies that it's it's bad in of itself, right? I'm not arguing from that perspective. I think that, like I like I said in my intro, I think there's people can watch OnlyFans without having any detrimental effects. I'm just talking about overall, like, effects, net positive or net negative on men. And I would argue that there's more of a net negative than net positive. Like, if I had a son and he's like, hey, dad, should I go and watch OnlyFans? I'd be like, no, like, that's not going to be something that's good for you. Hey, should I go exercise? Yes. Hey, should I eat healthy? Yes. Hey, should I go watch OnlyFans? No, like, it's not a, it's not a positive. Like, would this be like, if you had kids, like would that, if your son was like, hey, or whatever, like, hey, I want to, you know, watch OnlyFans for let's say 30 minutes a day. Would you be like, okay, that's a good idea. It would be like, um, there's probably better use for your time. Uh, if he wanted to watch it 30 minutes a day and he had the rest of his shit together or a few times a week, I don't think that's worse than him not watching it at all. And if it is, I want you to explain why. Why watching porn for, th- why watching porn? Or are we talking about everybody, everybody, even really productive people, they have their forms of entertainment. And I think we're better off when we allow ourselves some time each week or however much time you allot yourself to do something that is, entertaining to you this could be playing video games this could be hanging out with friends this could be a number of things do you think that to spend that time like let's say you had a long day you did your work you did all and now you're in bed and you know a couple times a week before you go to sleep you watch some porn do you think this is bad because you uh, could be exercising again <laughs> so yeah so i'm not okay so first of all i'm not like a some big proponent of like hardcore hustle culture second of all i wouldn't put hanging out with friends in the same category as watching porn or playing video games one of them is clearly going to be overall more positive for you i don't think there's something like evil or unethical about person you know using porn as a vice just like i don't think there's something evil about per uh person using alcohol or cigarettes like that but we can acknowledge that like hey yeah it probably would be better if instead of drinking uh three beers a night you spend that time i don't know fucking distract yourself in other ways uh maybe something that's a little bit less detrimental porn probably not to that level 30 minutes every single night yeah i could foresee that person having some issues not every person but some of those guys are going to have a harder time meeting girls because they're going to be more sexually desensitized they're going to have a higher chance of getting erectile dysfunction so yeah there are legit issues that come 30 minutes isn't too bad but we're more concerned i think me and beckett for the hardcore users that dudes are spending two hours a day and you guys both said that would be kind of a turnoff for you if you met a guy who does that so if we're talking about the hardcore users it's it's kind of interesting as well when we're talking about vices because like i'm a smoker right um and 
like I, I, I make money. I, I spend it on cigarettes. I smoke. But nobody's going to sit there and be like, they might be like, it's my choice. But no one's going to be like, that's a healthy decision to smoke regularly. And even, even on the case of alcohol, you know, there's a difference between going out and having a beer or going out and getting fucking trashed every night. You know, like there, there are degrees to this. One thing I would say, and I think one of the things that the conversation around sex, what now really confuses me, is we've all spent a long time going, women aren't objects. They shouldn't be objectified. They should be thought of as all these other things. And at the same time going, hey, but if some women want to objectify themselves, and we know from like all the culture around us that men objectifying women and doing that generally has negative outcomes, saying, oh, no, but this is absolutely fine because you're doing it for 30 minutes a day. I'd argue that if you are watching porn every single day for like 30 minutes a day, like that, that's not that's not normal. Like I, I think like the porn consumption generally... I think there's a normality to it. But the problem is when it becomes regimented or something that you need. And we know that people, because we've studied younger people um, who are watching porn earlier, and they seem to be having impacts on their relationships. It seems to be having impacts on how they view sex um, and all of those things. We also do know that like, while porn addiction isn't well studied, we have seen that people who watch a decent amount of porn do become desensitized and begin looking for more extreme forms of pornography or sexual gratification. You, you see this when talking to people in the BDSM community. So I don't fully buy that it's just like, hee hee, this doesn't fucking mean anything because there are clear impacts. Because if they weren't clear impacts, as there are with gambling, alcohol, and everything else, people wouldn't do them as much. And we, I don't think we would have would be having the same kind of conversations over whether these things are problematic in the first fucking place. Well, so I think we can all agree that people, that small percentage that has an issue with it or is doing it excessively is, is not good. But we're talking about the majority of people. And I don't know if there's any evidence, like for instance, the amount you watch actually seems to have no impact on any of these things. I think Nicole Prowse at UCLA, neuroscientist who's been doing this for a long time, has done a lot of research on how that's just not happening. Um, same, same with anxiety is the number one predictor of erectile dysfunction. And that seems to be what is contributing to that. So I feel like when we're saying like, oh, how much is normal or how much is healthy? Well, my point is that, yes, you could always be doing something more productive with your time, right? You can do you, the amount you spend scrolling. If you scroll 30 minutes a night on Instagram versus you watch porn and you jerk off, you're saying that that is a, just bad. It's bad to watch porn at all. And if not, then how much porn is okay to watch? Like, I just want to know what your guys' side thinks about that so i think it's kind of like i think it's kind of like alcoholism at the point where you need that thing or it's becoming obsessive and this is you know you said earlier on well you could say that about earnings about parasocial relationships with uh, streamers and you should, i would say that i would say the impacts people like logan paul have had and the fact that they can scam money out of their communities is bad i would say that that is an obviously would bad you say, thing would you say watching twitch streams is bad for men I would say that if you're at the point where you are, like, it is, if you are at the point with a streamer where you are personally identifying with that person and you're like, they're replacing my friend group, yes, that is and not good for you. And I would say the exact you. same thing for OnlyFans. Yeah, but the thing is, with something like OnlyFans, the way, I, and again, I I don't consume OnlyFans, so I'm only going on what I what I've seen and posted, and that could be the most egregious examples. I'm fully happy to say, because that's, you know, how any information sharing works. But people who are, like, pushing for the 
if you want to matter for me, you need to make sure you're sub, you need to make sure you're donating, you need to make sure you're promoting my things. Um, the fact that, like, from the other side, men are now selecting either for or against people's um, kind of positions on this. From one side, you've got the red pill movement of you need to date high value women, don't date women who do pornography, don't date, uh, date women who aren't traditional. And on the other side, you've got, well, you want women who are liberated, free and everything else. And because those two sides are so extreme and we are talking about Internet culture here, we're not just talking about kind of normal people in everyday environments. I think those things are becoming feedback loops and they are unhealthy. In the same way, Twitter's unhealthy. You know, Twitter will drive you fucking crazy if you look at look at Graham Linegar, who's gone. In, is it Graham Linegar, the, the transphobe guy, who's gone insane arguing with trans people, um, and like destroyed his entire life, career, and marriage? Obviously, so is, overuse is, is unhealthy. Way, is there a healthy way to consume porn? So, like, let's say alcohol. Alcohol has really bad sure. for you. But if you do it Friday night after a long week of work and you go to a bar with your friends, is that bad for you? Um, so I'm wondering, is all consumption of porn bad? Or if not, then what ways can you consume porn that you think isn't detrimental? So me and Beckett might have different answers here. I, I do think that, yes, I do think that uh, there are ways you can consume porn in extreme moderation where it, at least it's not in any kind of substantive way bad for you. Like, would you be theoretically better off if instead of drinking two beers on Friday night, you drank two cups of tea? Probably, but the effect is absolutely negligible, right? It's like something that we, we're not even going to measure. It's like fucking breathing in like suboptimal air quality or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I do think that if you're doing it uh, very, very loosely and recreationally, then I think it'd probably be fine. Uh, but again, what that, how often that is will depend on the person. For some, for some people, 20, 30 minutes a day would actually probably, might be okay for some people that would be too much uh for some people once a week you know is is the right amount for some people twice a week right so it really depends on your brain chemistry it's like how often can you for example gamble some people go to vegas every month and they're fine and then some people if they gamble to that amount they get massive gambling addiction so yeah there's there's no like hard number but i would say that if you get to a point where you're like doing this on a daily basis and it's something that you literally are just thinking about. You're craving it. You're like, fuck, fuck, I need to go home and watch this. And when you see a girl, instead of your your first instinct isn't, how do I talk to this girl and either date her or sleep with her? It's like, okay, I'm going to memorize her and then try to find her type on Pornhub and jerk off to that, which I do think a good amount of guys have, then you do have an issue. It yeah, I'd, I'd probably that, give like, a... Both of you <laughs> potentially are under the impression that like the vast majority of OnlyFans users are like furiously jerking off for like two hours a day. So I'm wondering like what makes you think that way? If that is the case. Well, I, I didn't I didn't actually I don't think most of them are jerking off for two hours a day. Well you uh, think most of them are like, I don't know, what you would call addicted or being like it's a detriment to them. Why is that? I don't what even know. What percentage if of OnlyFans do you think it's bad for? That's my question. I want to know where you got that percentage. And I also want to bring out that just because you want something, right? Like you could say, oh, you're addicted to salt. Some people are. They have a really unhealthy relationship with food. But just wanting salt or wanting sugar isn't bad. And there's so that's why the moral incongruence thing is really interesting because that's not in other even behavioral addictions like gambling where your attitudes towards porn, you're like, let's say you're religious and you think this masturbating is wrong, it's a sin, but you keep coming back to it because you're normal and you have a sex drive and now you think you're addicted. That's not necessarily being addicted. Yeah, I was just going to qualify something you said. I don't think OnlyFans is uniquely bad. I think it's just as bad as some of the other things we discussed uh but like i would flip the question like this why do you think there's so many men on the internet asking how do i quit porn 
And maybe you're not as exposed to that as much as like, for example, I am, but I promise you, there's a lot of people who just ask this question over and over and over and over again. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people on the internet saying, how do I quit sugar? How do I quit salt? How do I cut out processed foods? And sugar again, is yeah, equally as addictive. Yeah, maybe even yeah, more. No, you have a sample, but I think I use this in the wheat waffles debate I did on yours. You do, you help men, you coach men, or you look at these forums specifically. It's like being working in a hospital and being like, oh, haven't you seen all the people who have COVID have these horrible, terrible symptoms and they're life-threatening? And it's like, oh, I know some people, but it's not, oh, no, 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 because I work in a hospital and everyone I see has these really horrible symptoms so i don't there's a lot of people who ask that but what percentage of that is it when you're actually looking at the general population which is why studies and science is so important and we do see that there it's not a large percentage at all and even out of the ones that it is it doesn't seem to be it seems to have be associated with things like moral incongruence um uh, anxiety depression a lot of other comorbidities that make somebody more likely just like it may make someone more likely to develop an unhealthy relationship with food it can make someone develop an unhealthy relationship with porn or just um, consuming this kind of content but i think we've all agreed that we're looking at the general only fans user or the general consumer of porn and i don't think that we've been able to establish that it is generally bad for people and the way they're consuming it to get on only fans as many as often as they do and pay for a five minute video of me to get off to. I don't think that's detrimental. Yeah. So where we probably disagree is what is the, what percentage of the people are in the either low key, mid key or high key addicted category. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with like the, you know, the, are you addicted to porn studies is that obviously a lot of people are going to be embarrassed to be like, yes, I'm addicted to porn, uh, especially guys who are in relationships or married, right? That's going to be like, they're going to be like, Ooh, is my girl going to find out about this? So that is, I mean, some of them say 5%, some of them say 12%, but that is uh, a problem with that. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with you. There's not really a good way to really measure what percentage of men are addicted to porn, but we do know that there is a, you know, I don't want, maybe we don't have to say substantial, but there's definitely a decent amount of men who are addicted to porn. And if they're addicted to porn, they can certainly be addicted to OnlyFans. And I guess I would like pose a hypothetical. Okay. Take a thousand guys who watch your OnlyFans regularly and a thousand of guys who have never watched your OnlyFans or any OnlyFans. Every other factor is the same. Which would you rather go on date with? You have to pick one. Gun to the head. It makes no difference to me. Literally no, no difference. I, I watch OnlyFans myself. So it'd be hypocritical of me to say that that's a bad thing. Over well, I like getting my dick sucked. I don't like to suck dick. I mean, you can be hypocritical. And Wait, something. is he just not watching OnlyFans or no porn in general? Because that's like he just doesn't well, watch porn. I don't even think there's that many men that just don't watch porn. It's really yeah. Let's say let's say he watches uh, your OnlyFans and porn. Then yeah, I'd actually prefer he watches my OnlyFans than other porn. No, no, no. Sorry, no. The example is like I'm saying that he. It's not like he watches porn or if he watches your OnlyFans. Oh, okay. He watches porn and he watches your OnlyFans versus a guy who doesn't watch OnlyFans and doesn't watch porn. Every other freaky. I'd rather have someone who watches. Yeah, porn. I would prefer the porn watcher, honestly. <laughs> I I don't know what. Yeah, if he's not watching porn, <laughs> good for him. But yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. okay but I, I tell you, hold, hold on. Just to just to. We're oh, degenerates, though. So. I, no, no. I, I, listen, I can tell, I can tell from the ASMR thing. It's No. Okay. Okay. Let's 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 simplify this down. Also, James, I put some links in the notes section on Zoom. I hope that's okay. Soon. Okay. So so let's simplify this down. If you've got somebody who is going to look at you as a person, let's take because I know I know about you, Jazz. So let's let's take you. Like they they know about your debates, they know about uh, kind of your positions. They're like, this is a good, ethical, intelligent person who I want to have a family with, or whatever. 
um, versus somebody who is like, this is an object that at some point I can obtain. Like they have gone for you because they've watched your OnlyFans and the only impression they have of you is as that sexual object. Like all the extraneous stuff doesn't really fucking matter to them. They're just like, I can fuck my favorite OnlyFans model. Like, which, like there's clearly a difference there, right? Yeah, and I'm, and you know, I don't think objectifying someone in the context of sex work, right? Because you're creating a space. The whole point of sex workers is we're creating a space where we are uh, dictating the terms of this kind of engagement, and we are allowing it. Consent is a big part of this. I don't think it's in like people do this a lot to us, and I'm sure Diddley has heard the same thing. Like, don't you find it degrading that some guy is coming home and like jerking off to you? Like, no, I don't. Otherwise, That's I would- my favorite thing in the world. I know. Yeah, look, like- look, I know, I know plenty of porn actresses uh, like who say the same thing. I've known strippers who say the same thing. But ultimately, like, there's clearly like a difference there between how they're viewing you, right? In the same way, in the same way that like if you're a chef, quite often you hear this from chefs that they get frustrated because they come home and their partner's just like, hey, can you cook? Because you're really good. And the last thing you want to do at the end of the day is fucking cook like you're at work. So, like, I think it's that weird difference in separation. Yes, in your work, you're able to dictate those terms, but it seems like sex work particularly is one of those things that crosses those lines between your work life and your home life. In the same way that if I was dating somebody and they were like, hey, I want you to act like you do on stream. Can you can you say the funny thing? Can we can you say the funny thing now? That would be frustrating. I You know, I'm a whole person. Well, mostly, you know. And And I think many, like, just like many actors, or athletes that the rest of the world is using as like a body to meet their goal or have their team win or a musician or a performer. A lot of us objectify celebrities all the time, but that doesn't mean that in their own lives, allowing yourself to be objectified as part of your job in order to retain a benefit is not the same thing as self-objectifying or allowing your friends and family or the people close to you to objectify you. So I think like many people who run have a performance when they're on, or you know, even in our cases, we're pretty authentic, but we have an online life and we have an offline life. And at least in my experience, um, I don't think that the fact that people objectify me online in the context that I allow them to and I enjoy that that bleeds over into my real life but but you mentioned athletes actors and musicians and surely do you accept that those are career paths within the media that seem to fuck people up right like when we're talking about Britney Spears nobody is like hey Britney's really fucking balanced now I'm glad that everything worked out there or child actors or Fame seems to to not always, especially childhood fame, seems to be really you know you you sure. have to be careful there. But I but I also feel like like lawyers. I, I'm also a lawyer. High rates of depression, suicide. A lot of lawyers fucking hate being lawyers, right? How many people that work at Subway love working at Subway, right? Um, I don't think OnlyFans, at least in the con, like sex work is a really broad spectrum. But at least OnlyFans, which and especially the people on the most privileged end of it. Um, I don't know if they're facing unique challenges. I think when it comes to sexual objectification versus regular objectification, which we do all the time, people have a kind of like an unexamined disgust reflect or a moral intuition about it that really bleeds into how they're having these conversations and how they perceive it. And that's normal, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's valid or that everybody has it or the people I mean- like me. I feel like I feel like we're shifting the direction a little bit, but there is something I want to ask you. So one of my core problems around sex work, particularly around things like OnlyFans and online stuff, 
and some of the rhetoric around sex workers work now like i i've kind of i i'm very interested in capitalism i am a capitalist but i understand how the system works the reason i gave those stats earlier about earnings is one of the big concerns i have is looking at things like uh, the growth of brothels in germany um or like legalized red light districts where you're seeing actually quite dangerous and sometimes degrading work um or work that women feel like they're forced into because they don't have a choice is actually just starting to pay less and one of the concerns is when we if we normalize this i think it's just going to become the next low skilled piece of work and it's going to be viewed as like working at mcdonald's well you can't expect more than minimum wage because you're a sex worker you know what skills do you have that you're putting into that and i think that that is a hugely detrimental thing and if those if those earning stats are correct if the vast majority of people on OnlyFans below that 11% are earning less than minimum wage doing it i think that's inherently kind of fucked up well, I mean, would you say the same thing about YouTubers? Because all the, most of the YouTube money goes to the top as well. It comes with any form of content creation. Patreon. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's true because I don't think se- I don't think sex work. Well, I well, I do want sex workers to be protected and everything else. I don't think the long term impacts of being a YouTuber are anything close to the long term impacts of being a sex Where, worker. But the argument that's- about the money alone would apply to YouTube. So now you're switching. Okay, your- but it's something. No, else. no, 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 no. I'm saying that if you're doing something like sex work, where you've got like higher risk of it fucking with your employment, higher risk of mental health um, issues in the long term, higher risk of relationship issues in the long term, those are things that you'd expect a decent monetary compensation for, for the position you're in. Whereas being a YouTuber, well, for the vast majority of YouTubers, it's either a hobby. I'm a hobbyist streamer. It is. It's not going to have the same impact of you know, like there are skills you can learn from that. Whereas let's say I wanted to go into editing or somebody wants to go into editing. They're like, here is my YouTube channel and my portfolio. I would like to go into professional editing work. That is not the same for something like OnlyFans. If you want to transfer those skills into a professional career, you can't be like, hey, I, I want to come into marketing. Look how well I've market, marketed my own pornography. You are unable to do that in the current work environment. Now we could talk about the ideals of being able to do that, but the current reality is that the detriments of potentially like having your OnlyFans found are higher than having your YouTube found. Well, you got, I, know, you got I agree those, with that, you gotta, but you got to edit it, those porn videos too. You know, they don't it, edit themselves. It, yeah, and I would say that once you have a big audience, that can help you in a multitude of platforms. Like I recently started doing YouTube, which I'm able to do because I built somewhat of a following on OnlyFans. I also think social attitudes rapidly change, and they're changing at least in the West in our favor. 10 even 15 years ago our opinions on gay people whether it's a choice whether they should be able to adopt kids oh your kids are going to get bullied if they have two dads and now just a few like a decade later that's not so much of a thing um but, but, it, but it is but it is no no, no. We, we, we can yeah but we can see this in the bullying statistics we can see this for people who like with getting more and more stories coming out of generation alpha and the low zoomer end still bullying people for being homosexual and while the while the fact of the matter is i agree with you that we're becoming more liberal i think there are hard cutoffs and it's it's this problem with the online echo chamber where people go well look how accepted it is in this news article on vice or like buzzfeed or like this twitter article but if you go to the real world World, and you're talking to people in an office or in in general society nobody is saying that 
And I think you've got a much, much harder push to get to the point where people are okay with their kids doing sex work, even in comparison to their kids being gay. I think it's- If you're talking about the corporate world, like especially highly educated people, they have much more liberal views towards sex work. So actually when you're talking about content creators, it depends what type of, you have to be very politically correct. If I try to go get a job as a lawyer or Fresh and Fit wants to go get a job or the whatever podcast host wants to get a job, they're going to hire a porn star over a man who gets on the internet and says disparaging things about women any day. So sure, agree with you. Sure. Or anybody who's doing content that is politically charged or socially charged is going to have issues in the, I guess, general corporate marketplace. So, and but a lot of people do that because it's a trade-off that it's worth making. So if women like me believe that sex work is a trade-off worth making, are you saying that we just don't understand that or that we are not? I am all for warning people. Like if a, like a 19-year-old girl comes to me and she's like, hey, I want to do an only, uh, so start OnlyFans. I think it's really important to let them know about potential consequences. I, I think I think you are the exception. I think you are the exception, not the rule. You are highly educated. You don't just have your OnlyFans or Instagram to point to. You have multiple debates showing like your intelligence and that's why i said in comparison to something like fresh and fit right you are somebody who is going out there and being like i can be an advocate for things i can handle tough conversations here are my transferable skills but that is not the average uh, person making content on OnlyFans, and that's actually not the average person generally they lack your skill set so this is why i've pivoted a lot to now whether OnlyFans is bad for the creators well that's so that's because like we won the back. that's that's yeah. that's because we, we won ha- the conversation earlier uh, no i'm happy to have this conversation but i'd actually like to stay back to the sure. question yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I want to bring i want to bring only fans bad for me i have a sure. question actually for you so we've kind of gone back and forth a lot on what we think the percentage of addiction is uh when it comes to only fans we've kind of discussed one to ten percent I think, Alex, you said 40%. So I'm wondering if you can acknowledge that it's a minority or even less than half uh, of the users that have negative effects by using OnlyFans, can you then concede that the majority of people who use OnlyFans, it's actually a positive thing in their life? Or do you- no, because just because less than half have negative effects doesn't mean there's positive effects, right? There can well, be- neutral or positive. Yeah, it could be neutral. I don't know anyone. I, I'm having a hard time imagining like what kind of positive effects do you get from OnlyFans? Well, there was well, <laughs> there is actually that was what the study. Um, they haven't had many studies on this, but the ones that they have had shows that actually a lot of um, you you try new things in the bedroom. Uh, education. I don't know if Diddley can attest to this, but the amount of times I'm live and a guy says, "Hey, how do you actually finger a woman?" Hey, like because well, the mainstream mm-hmm. porn. We acts like we all want monster dicks and like to be gang banged by like 50 people. And, you know, for some people go for it. But, you know, I spend a lot of time just explaining, hey, this is actually how, what women like. This is actually what turns us on. And the studies have also um, attested to the fact that it has been beneficial in like that educational sense for sure. And I don't know if Diddley has anything to add to that from her experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've done sex ed content even on my YouTube. So, yeah. I mean, for sure. I, 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 I don't think go, most go ahead, guys are subscribing to OnlyFans for sex at info. No, sure but I mean, even like orgasm alone men, is a positive effect, isn't it? I'm sure I'm sure there's there's a small percentage of men who are getting some kind of sexual information that they're positively applying. Uh, the concern is for the guys who basically 
have conditioned themselves to get sexual pleasure from jerking off to someone's OnlyFans or porn rather than like a real life uh, interaction. Because obviously you can, we can agree it's more rewarding overall to have either a partner or many partners that you have sex with rather than like jerking off to porn or OnlyFans. Can, can we all mutually exclusive, right? It's porn can be a supplement to your sex life without it necessarily substituting for your sex life, mm -hmm. right? And there's all these things about porn that they're like, oh, like kind of what um, he was alluding to earlier is, oh, you know, you, you're conditioning yourself to see a woman as an object. And then if you go into society, more men are going to, well, this was the kick. I don't uh, really, be I, don't be I don't believe that, by the way. But I'm just, but it just to kind of touch on it, like even when people said, oh, if we watch violent porn and violent rape, rape statistics are going to go up. It actually seems to have more of a cathartic effect, if anything, that those go down. So to say that there is no positive benefits. To but, but those things definitely say something, right? Because Pornhub statistics show that uh, the major consumers of violent pornography are women, not men. Like, but so... even when men consume it, it doesn't seem to have, or in, in uh, there's, and I actually, because I did that debate, I think you saw a part of, I have like a whole list of countries where porn was not allowed and then it was allowed and crime rates went down. Now I'm not saying porn causes this, but I'm saying to believe that it is a negative for society, I would need to see what negative outcomes that you can actually point to are coming out of porn. Um, that, especially if you can do causation, which I know that's hard, but even correlations, I'm not seeing much of that. Yeah, but, it's, but, it's, but it is understudied, right? And like, also, I mean, I don't want to go too far into kind of the issues with peer review at the moment in academia, or I, I'd need to see the actual appendices of that study to be sure of it. Um, but if we're, if we're talking about negatives, I think running all the way through this, like, yes, we're pointing to how people on, on the majority are con consuming. But I still think that, you know, even if we look at the impact from streamer culture um, and the fact that people are prepared to basically isolate themselves in an echo chamber, you see this with certain left wing and right wing um, streamers. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to argue that like watching Nick Fuentes or Alex Jones or any of those people is like a net neutral, like you don't have any effects. We can see the effects. We've seen these effects, like in the case of the Sandy Hook stuff with Alex Jones replicated in real time that listening to somebody constantly telling you it's a conspiracy theory is going to lead you to more extreme outcomes. So I don't know why OnlyFans wouldn't do that if you're constantly consuming one creator who's saying one particular thing to you. The difference is streamers, like some, some of y'all stream, like, and I don't know about you, like hours and hours a day, we post like maybe a picture a day or send one video out a day. And to compare, obviously consuming hateful conspiracy theories is not the same thing as consuming a woman who's showcasing her sexuality and you want to um, get off to that. I don't, I don't know if those two things are the same. Just like if you spend an hour watching Nick Fuentes, I think that is objectively worse than spending an hour watching a new Netflix drama. So I think that the kind of media you consume in the form of entertainment you consume can be either conducive or it can be negative um, to your to your well-being. And I think for porn, I think for a percentage of people, it can be negative. But for a lot of people, it's neutral. And then for a small percentage, it can even be positive. I think that's where I would put it. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so I want to answer your questions because you asked uh, what are some specific, I guess, detriments that some people experience with porn or OnlyFans. So here they are. Erectile dysfunction, desensitization, uh, and requiring more and more extreme and novel sexual activities. And that can go too far. Uh, dopamine transmitters being rewired, conditioning yourself to meet your sexual needs through porn instead of real life interactions. The last one is probably the one I run into the most, uh, kind of just doing what I do. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with you. It can be a supplement, right? Uh, that's fine. But I think that when it gets to a point where like you literally 
like your whole sexual needs gratification is 99 or 100 of it is being met through pornography uh that's not a good thing for your brain that's not a good thing for your long-term happiness like what percentage of men do you think are watching porn and don't have interest in real life sex now like it's not that they don't have interest. It's just they, they've conditioned themselves that, hey, I'm horny. Uh, instead of going out trying to meet a girl, I'm going to go on Pornhub. They, yeah, they that's still, obviously a bad thing. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. But again, like, I, this is an extreme minority of the users on OnlyFans. So like, this, this is where is we not- disagree. I don't think it's an extreme minority. Okay, would you say there's more people that receive positive benefits from porn or negative or negative detriments from porn? more positive really yeah Yeah. well i mean most of them aren't addicted as you would say most of them are getting no negative effects but you're also getting the fun of busting a nut i think like that's positive i mean (laughs) do you think most people on OnlyFans have erectile dysfunction no and actually erectile dysfunction like i said and i have the paper here if you guys want to look at it also the novelty thing uh dr prouse was talking about the same thing that that seems to be a thing that people do so they looked at young men i think in the czech republic a couple other european countries where they do in the for a while because it's kind of like even i like if i go on a porcelain and it's like oh like something weird i'm like oh what the fuck is this i'll click on it but then they find over time it actually goes back to the vanilla shit a lot of the time and that seems to be more of like a like oh interesting or like kind of like a shock value thing as opposed to their interests are getting more and more um i mean every single guy who watches porn like i literally with me even when i was like watching porn when i was younger started off with like girls shaking their titties fucking five years later i'm watching like fucking japanese bukkake tentacle shit okay like that it, it does happen that's a real thing uh, you get desensitized. I'm sure if you take a long break, then yeah, your brain does go back to the baseline. So, for instance, the erectile dysfunction. This is a paper: is pornography use associated with sexual difficulties and dysfunctions um, among younger heterosexual men? A 2011 cross-sectional online study of Croatian, Norwegian, and Portuguese men. No, there's another one that looked at uh, reboot no fat participants erectile concerns. Joshua Grubbs did this one predicted by it. so anxiety is the best predictor of erectile dysfunction under 30 um so their anxiety symptoms predicted their ed symptoms this relationship was not mediated or moderated by the frequency of viewing pornography so i think that's a huge thing because that's not the case with any other addiction even like things like watching tv links like the amount of uh, hours of tv you watch link is literally correlated with how likely you are to be obese but with porn we have not found that the amount of hours you watch actually has anything to do with your likelihood and they're not asking guys hey are you addicted that might be one question but they're saying hey do you find that it's impacting your um like getting in the way of you doing your your hobbies getting in the in the way of your job getting in the way of your sleep getting in the way of your relationships and that's the things that they're looking for and the vast vast majority of men are saying no um so so i i don't think that this is and that's why I mean, there, there's also a whole bunch of studies that say the opposite that it, there's a correlation there between erectile dysfunction and, and i agree so the data on this is super mixed which is why the medical community has rejected it which is why the dsm-5 while they accepted gambling they said we don't have enough evidence to show that this is an addiction or that it works in the same way as a behavioral addiction and they did even find more for video games they didn't add it in yet but there's actually more evidence for video games than there is for porn because porn has this moral incongruence factor links to things like that that video games don't have so it's interesting um and i'm excited for more research to come out i don't yeah the study i will i will agree the studies on this are like super duper mixed but we can't say that like oh the studies show that there's nothing there because there's a bunch of studies that show the opposite and some don't yeah yeah uh okay i guess like let me approach it from a different way okay i i thought of a better hypothetical that maybe will uh i guess prove my point more okay so 
guy goes up to you and says, Hey, I watch your debates and you seem really articulate. What's your reaction? Thank you. Yeah, that's nice. I'm okay. flattered. Guy goes up to you and says, Hey, I beat off to your OnlyFans and you seem super hot. What's your reaction? Usually Thank those you. things together. <laughs> You're like, hey, I beat off to your OnlyFans and I saw your debates and now I think it's hot that you're sexy. That's like usually what Okay, let's assume, let's assume they're separate. Um, I would still say thanks. Yeah. Which, which which guy has a better chance of uh, getting your number? Um, Depends on the way they said it. Probably neither, but that's just me. But if like I had to pick one, it, I don't think that would that's, be the That's interesting. Why neither? I, I feel like most OnlyFans girl would pick the uh, like I've interviewed porn stars. I've interviewed uh, Miss Raquel, Michelle Ryan, and literally I've asked them what's your biggest turn off. Oh, when a guy comes up to me and says like, "Hey, I watch your shit." Well, I don't like anyone coming up to me in general, so that just may be a me thing. But I feel like you have this idea that we like think low of our fans, and I, yeah, I, you don't. Like I just think of them as normal men. Like Alex, like you could be my OnlyFans subscriber. I wouldn't think of you any differently. I know you're not, but I'm saying like if you were, I wouldn't be like, oh, what a loser, or oh, he ruins his chances. What a simp. Like I would never. I I, right. a lot of I believe you when you say that. I just think you're kind of an anomaly in that sense. I, I don't think that most well, OnlyFans. Me were... and Diddley, the two people were okay. Well. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think most. I think a lot of OnlyFans girls, uh, at least subconsciously, look at their OnlyFans subscribers and they're like simps, like fucking losers. Uh, not, maybe, maybe they're not saying they're not saying. I think it, like uh, some of them definitely do. I don't know if I'd say the majority. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a difference between what you say to say to your audience and about your audience publicly, and what you think and what you feel, and which is why we're seeing, you know, like some big OnlyFans creators recently. You know, they did meetups and things someone spent like 10k or something to meet this porn actress and she just went on holiday with her fucking boyfriend you know like i i i think it's one of those things with like ethical consumption as well like if a like we talk about this in gaming with loot boxes the fact that there are systems in place where people can spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get nothing from it because the rng is so stacked against them we're like that's unethical and like even with uh the case of bella thorne was it bella thorne whatever her fucking name is yeah yeah. yeah, she's like made millions off yeah. essentially scamming people and it's still the I, one who I gets the intervention with you there and i yeah i don't think anyone should be spending unless i mean i guess it's percentage of your income but unless you're a billionaire mm. then fine. like like you should not be spending a significant amount of your money on only fans or on streamers or anything like that so those people are pretty much probably in that category that's unhealthy but i don't really know what it has to do with if you know you're meeting a porn star and you have an agreement in place for what that's like and then she goes off with her boyfriend i don't think that's unethical i think that's the agreement that's the arrangement unless she told him that it wasn't that and that it's more i think that's what he's saying well that's but it's but it's the implication isn't it right like i I don't know it's not it's what's a good way to put this i think the way some people view like especially some men view their monetary value is like well that's my value i spend this money and you see men do this on dates you see this men do this in the marketplace where they're just like if i give my time money and attention to this girl eventually it's a nice guy syndrome and again those guys around assholes it's like i'm the guy she'll realize that she needs to be with because i can provide for her i can protect her and i think more men than you realize think like this i think a lot of male feminists do this they're like i'm a male feminist therefore you're safe with me therefore i can protect you and then the minute they get rejected they're the ones who are like well that girl's a bitch and like she doesn't she just wants to go with chad all this fucking crazy incel shit and i think you know 
do that for sure. I don't think, and I think that one thing we all agree on is that just as much as our subscribers have a responsibility to us, I think we have a responsibility to them to not blur those boundaries and to be really clear. Um, so I agree with you there. I guess the, the area we keep coming back to in disagreement is what percentage of men is it? Um, I don't have people, I, I, I don't know why, I mean, like maybe, but like once every like three months, I have a subscriber that's like, hey, how much do I have to spend to be your top subscriber? And I actually set limits on how much they can even buy within like a 48 hour period and stuff. And I know that may be unique to me, but I don't think it's common that he, like, I don't know, Diddley, do you have a lot of people that come and they're trying to impress you with how much they spend? Or do you feel like most of the time it's like, Hey, I really like your content. Here's like $30. Like most of the yeah. subscribers are spending like, like way less than like $50. And some of them that have like high end corporate jobs or maybe spending like couple hundred donating that's, a, that's a lot of that's a lot of money right like I, if I, you so have a lot of money it's not okay but, 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 a year, I, and i maybe but, for those because of uh just the fact that i was a lawyer but yeah i mean like if you're it's better than maybe going and spending 150 dollars on just other random bullshit right like they, they like if i'm it, on a stream i'm like hey if you reach the goal, i'll do x and someone tips 50 dollars. you think that's bad now i think it's bad if that 50 dollars they needed for like their child's cancer medicine but i don't know if and, and okay, i don't but, I, but, I, but i'd argue that like like okay i don't know what your user base is built up from i know that like listen with escorts and everything else yes i completely agree that is the realm where people are spending large amounts of money on escort services and very personalized stuff my question to you would be like again like I, i'm only a small streamer but i i see a lot of other streamers and yes people will occasionally donate like a hundred hundred dollars or like fifty dollars but most donors are fairly low and we are talking about bigger streamers and content creators i don't know how many like you guys have when you're live but you know there's clearly a disparity there right between somebody who's making let's say more conventional content versus when we've got only fans creators who have a lot of people in chat who are competing for attention because it is a competition for attention. Um, that's true of streaming chatting as well. People will give super chats and everything else because they want to, uh, you know, say something to the people on screen. So like, yes, you may have these limits, but men are still spending an awful lot of money on you for, you know, like, Oh, well, I really enjoy the content, but it seems weird to do this. And it seems obviously that there's an additional uh, part to this because you wouldn't have this with Netflix. Netflix doesn't have a tipping thing of, hey, do you like this original? Do you like House of Cards? Do you like this original piece? Why don't you give a little bit of extra money? There's clearly an additional component there to any kind of streaming and particularly things like OnlyFans where people are feeling more involved with their creators and they are more invested. Particular to OnlyFans versus like the Red Pill podcasters where people are paying $200 to like- I would, I would argue this for the Red Pill podcasters as well. Like, I know, I mean, I said this earlier when the stream was down i would say that red pill it has its components and intricacies with an interconnectedness with only fans creators in the way that they like use them to kind of promote this kind of alpha male giga chad shit which is also incredibly unhealthy but yes like there is absolutely a parasocial relationship to those communities and and your status within it guys do this all the time i'm a top commenter i'm a mod I'm a Jenny. I've got special VIP status. People care about that. And they care about it from the OnlyFans creators that they're jerking off to. Surely. I think that people like who subscribe to the highest level of someone's content on Patreon, for instance, like, or they, they want to be at the biggest tier on Patreon or Substack or whatever, so that they can get more content. Cause that's usually how it works. I don't think any, like, 
the average amount a guy spends on OnlyFans is really not that much, which is why volume is like every, pretty much every creator knows volume is the number one thing you're looking for. You're looking for numbers. Sure. Um, the big creators are looking for numbers, not quality, more quantity. And that's for a reason because you can't expect like, you know, someone's paying $7 a month, like they are on Netflix. I don't think there is that big, the, the tipping culture that you think is very prevalent. I'm not saying it's not there, but I don't think it's quite as prevalent as you think, at least with the bigger creators, which are the people that are making the most money. I think the average OnlyFans subscriber is really paying maybe $7 a month here, $8 a month here. Oh, I've really been waiting for this video. You just did your first threesome. Okay, I'm gonna unlock it for $17. And like when I go into guys and I see how much they've spent, it'll be like subscribed for four months, spent like $42. Like it's not anything crazy for the majority. I don't even think the parasocial aspect is as prevalent as a lot of people make it out to be. I think it's more so like, I mean, you watch a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, you want to see them naked. Like it's the same reason why so many people want to look up Kim Kardashian's sex tape. It's not like they have some kind of emotional attachment to her. They just see her everywhere. It's like, hmm, wonder what her tits look like, you know? Doesn't YouTube now have like tiers of subscribe? Like, you could pay to subscribe to someone's YouTube, and there's like tiers, and some people yeah, and like it's, some it's people not... I look and I'm like, oh, if you pay more, all you get is a little sign next to your name. Like, yeah, it's not even. I'm like, okay, who cares about that? But people do, and sometimes it's just because they want to support your content. Um, like a lot of the guys that come on OnlyFans are just like, hey. I'm horny and I think you're really cool. Thanks for the content. It's super awesome. They're not like, hey, can you be my girlfriend? Or hey, I really like that. That's not as common as you think it is. And I don't blame you for thinking that because it's probably what I would have thought until I actually did it and I learned more about being in it. Um, I used yeah. to think, I used to actually think, oh, it's probably all old men. It's actually hardly old men because old men are not usually as tech savvy as men in their like 30s and whatever 20s that are usually the consumers on OnlyFans so I think there's just a lot of misconceptions about oh wait Jasmine okay let's say you dm every single one of your OnlyFans subscribers and you were like hey uh want to meet up and have a drink what percentage do you think would say yes if I if I texted any guys in real life either if I texted all my old co-workers at my law firm they would majority would say yes too I don't think that means anything <laughs> Okay, let's say you said, hey. If I'm I messaged all my old professors, I'm sure they would say that. Okay, like, hey, I'm looking, for <laughs> I'm looking for someone to fill my next scene with. I want you to fuck me on camera. What percentage would you th do you think would say yes? Yeah, because they want to have sex, but that doesn't mean that they're all like sitting there and that's what they think and that they're deluded about that possibility. I think they would be like, yeah, why not? Like, it just, it's like yeah. if you go to party and you don't go for the cake but then someone like offers you a slice of cake um i think i got this actually from you from watching your debate with farha that's you didn't go there for that but if someone offers it to you you're gonna be like sure <laughs> i mean I, th I think it depends on the guy uh there's different levels of it but i again i do think that there's a sample bias on your sides uh, on your end just because of how yeah i i think that's fucking wild I, if somebody if somebody messaged me regardless of how hot they are i was like hey do you want to film a sex scene i'm like no what the fuck I think, no i, think I mean that's the case with any streamer or youtuber like if they say hey to my viewers if you want to meet up let's let's go here a lot of them would meet up well, like, if I, I say, hey, do you want to film a porno with me? I think 99.9% .9 of my audience would say no. I yeah, do but you're a boy. Well, that's because like, you have straight male audience. Yeah, Maybe if it was a gay yeah. creator. I think or a female anyone, creator. Even small Twitch streaming women, like I think they would be the same thing for them as well. I think that's just a male female difference. Like there's all those studies, mm -hmm. right? Where like a random woman goes up to a bunch of random guys, hey, want to sleep with me? And they all say yes, but when it's reversed, it doesn't seem to be the case. Do you do you think that sex work generally is exactly the same as every other type of content creation? Uh, do, do you think 
know two jobs that are even analogous. I think sex. No, work- no, 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 no. Do you think that sex work itself sits in a specific quality? Because there's, yeah, sure, being a fireman, fireman, and working at McDonald's aren't the same fucking thing. We can accept that. But do you think porn itself and sex work sits in a separate character? Uh, category socially to everything else i think yes but that's because of the attitudes and the moral intuitions and religion and culture than our view surrounding sex that's why i think that it sits differently and that's why when you have a lot of these conversations you can see that being pushed into the conversations and people don't do it intentionally but we have had views surrounding sex and they differ by culture like i can tell you for sure like repression doesn't seem to do well right like the states that view the most porn in the united states are all conservative states right um so I would say that yes it's different but that tends to be surrounding the stigma of sex work and also our social attitudes towards it more so than it just being just so different but then my question is if you if you accept that and you think that's true then why is it that like when we're having this conversation no no it's normal it's normal guys doing normal things surely by the fact that society views this as an outlier the men who are like engaging with this regularly like and i said 20 percent earlier i think i think there are like higher issues there with the fact of the way sex work is being pushed and promoted as normal for multiple fucking reasons But if we're in a society currently where most people are viewing this as a social abnormality, then surely the people engaging with this regularly or in a a positive, open way are on that social abnormality scale, right? We're not talking about the average man. Sex and people since they've been able to view porn have always viewed porn. It's just something that a lot of people do in private. I don't think that OnlyFans has suddenly gave men a sex drive. Porn and sex and these kinds of things were always normal, even though they were taboo. So I don't. Think I think. Okay, go. Sorry, sorry, no, 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 sorry, I, I cut you off. That was really rude. I apologize. No, I. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, I think, I think OnlyFans is replacing a lot of the kind of escort work and prostitution work. Um, and I'd like creators themselves are saying this. They're like, this is a safer way for me to engage with this and make money and do it under my own terms. But it is replacing that. And I would also make the argument that the, traditionally speaking, at least, the men who are regularly engaging in escort and prostitution work, as we like in 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 purchasing that kind of product, as we saw in things like in UK in Liverpool when they had the red light district, they said this is just the red light district now. Well, all the surrounding areas, like uh, we had an increase in rapes, we had an increase in insults. Police didn't investigate them properly because they just assumed women were in the sex trade industry. The the whole thing was an absolute fucking disaster. But. The fact is that a certain type of guy, and we can say that that's a small percentage, maybe even like, I'd say maybe 30%, actually, and we're talking about a tiny demographic, are not viewing sex healthily, are not viewing women healthily, and not viewing relationships healthily. And I think, think pretending... that's just all speculatory, though. Like, we don't really have any stats to back that up. I, I, think the fact, I think the fact that, like... A, like assault, rape, and abuse, and if you look at the prostitution like industry generally, the multiple studies that have been done on that, on what uh, people in the sex industry actually experience and go through, like clearly it's having an effect on, or or at least attracting a certain type of consumer, well, right? Well, like I don't think that's crazy. Person and porn are very different, and there's a much smaller subset of men that pursue in-person escorting than men who watch porn. Upwards of ninety percent of men watch porn. Upwards of ninety percent of men aren't getting prostitutes. And a lot of I agree with you that we need to be careful when it comes to prostitution because that does have a link to that. Um, a lot, a lot of times because people who are really trafficking people then come to those areas and it creates those problems. But none of those are prevalent in porn. We haven't seen rape or or any of those things go up. No, that's. Porn. 
So That's true, but I think OnlyFans is in. I, I think OnlyFans is inherently different than pornography, like the normal, like every than pornography that you'd find on Pornhub or whatever. I think there is a difference there because it it's not it's not what's the best way to put this? It's not like watching a a video when you're doing OnlyFans. It's not like watching um kind of an actress in a film. It is somebody in far closer to streaming, and we understand there's a difference there, even in like around YouTube between video creation and streaming i think only fans has to have that more personal touch if you're an only fans creator who never responded to any of her like comments never responded to chat never took any requests would you you wouldn't you know that would be more equivalent to doing porn you're just making what you want to make with no interaction 70 percent plus of my income does come from that like people are just subscribing yeah. trying to buy I also think that a lot of people, the realness, that's part of the reason amateur porn or when somebody is a popular social media personality, it helps people with the fantasy. Like I get that a lot. That's why I get other lawyers. They're like, ooh, you can give me the fantasy of like the girl next door, et cetera. These aren't necessarily people who are have a unique propensity towards getting an escort necessarily. They tend to be people who are just porn consumers that want to consume this kind of porn because it helps with their fantasy a little bit more. It They like to hear you talk. They like to see your personality because that helps them fantasize. I think that's a lot. I of guess people. one thing I never understood is like, why would a guy pay for OnlyFans when there's an infinite amount of free porn for whatever it is that you're looking for? If you like Jasmine, if you like busty Persian woman, then like you can, there's infinite amount of that on Pornhub. You will never run out. You can watch a new video every 30 seconds and you will have a lifetime's work. So it's like, like what, what actually caused, I don't have a good answer to this. Like what actually causes. That's kind of what I was just saying. Like yeah. it's easier to fit, like you want the girl next door, right? The, like Reddit, it brings like a, oh, here's your local barista. This girl looks like this girl from my class. Oh, here you, you can find all of that for free on Pornhub too. No, Wait, no, the number one you, reason not... is because they're usually a streamer or a YouTuber and Instagrammer that you follow or watch and you just want to see them naked. It's the same reason that I brought up about like Kim Kardashian. You might not necessarily have some kind of emotional connection to her, but because she is an icon and she's all over the internet, people are curious. They want to see her naked. Um, curiosity, sure, but I a get... lot of the time it's uh more like um specialized content stuff that's like harder to find for free content for some but even even if we're going wait, to wait what what class, if it's what a, would you refer to as that uh, sorry for sorry example, i do uh erotic asmr surely that can't be hard like to find failing. i've never i've never searched for that but surely that that must be like a pretty big category surely i mean it's like a very niche category I'm kind of curious how that works the best of the best and if you want to see her do it you have to subscribe yeah. to only fans right people want to see people subscribe to only fans because they want to see that particular girl naked not just because they want to see a woman naked yeah. because you're right i mean why do people pay for netflix when they can watch free movies right because you want those movies well, well because they're crap at piracy but like yeah <laughs> well no there's free there's like free movies that you can watch on like free to air tv um because the quality will be higher uh there'll probably be less bugs and stuff like that but i think like even mm -hmm. if, if the only fans content creator is big enough uh like someone and like we we established that the girls who are making the most money are like a small percentage you can probably find like videos if you want, just want to see her naked you can probably find that for free on pornhub too like all that shit exists 
the only the only case you can make is for a smaller OnlyFans content creator whose shit hasn't been leaked yet. Then you can be like, okay, the only way you can see yeah, her. But, I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just different. Like, I would rather just pay seven dollars than open up seventeen tabs in my thing and open up seven pop up and viruses yeah. or search for two hours because a lot of us use takedown services to find a specific video. Like a lot of people, just like you could pirate everything off Netflix. Netflix is still popular for a reason. People are mm -hmm. paying for because they don't want to sit around and pirate stuff. Same yeah. with only yeah, ease of use. I, I can I, I can dig that argument. I think that's part of it. I would just argue that the the parasocial nature plays a bigger role than I think maybe you guys think it does. And I, I feel I feel like it's, it's a guy thing as well. Like I this thing of oh, you want to see this particular girl do this? Okay, like I don't know many guys who are like that. I I, I in fact I don't know any who Christian porn who are like I want to see this really specific thing. They're like mm -hmm. I want to see some tits. A vagina and I want to masturbate. That's it. That's that's like the whole thing. It should take it should be fairly quick and take a couple of minutes. Well, I mean, I think it's I safe mean, to assume OnlyFans is popular. Tell us why, because you're saying our reason is wrong and you're saying yeah. it's all because Yeah, I'm telling I think it's because it's a parasocial relationship where you can build a relationship with a creator like no, intrinsically. It's like a small and, percentage that even try to do that. And it's not just yeah. me. Have you talked to other creators or even her? Like it's not the major it's not that if you get like a hundred subscribers in a day probably 15 or less will message you. And out of that 15, they're asking, hey, do you have a video like this? Do you have a video like that? Um, so it's, so So how do you explain that? What are what are the other people doing there? The people that just see my Reddit and see big titties and they subscribe and they never speak to me and they haven't seen me anywhere else that tells them that, oh, I should probably shouldn't talk to her because she doesn't want to, what are they doing there? Maybe, because, maybe they're, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're fucking Redditors. So they're sat there being like, this is the ethical way to consume things. Tip Fedori, thanks my lady. Well, like, again, I think there's a selection. I think there's a selection to your types of audiences. I think there's a selection to- Jasmine, they're working up the courage. Give them a few years. They'll eventually get the ball <laughs> to slide in your dms you just gotta give them a little <laughs> it's intimidating like sliding in a girl's dms like what if she says you'll, you'll get a message one day you inspired me to be a lawyer i mean i've been doing bang. it for like three years <laughs> and it's still the case that the vast majority of people don't message me on OnlyFans. they're just there to watch the content yeah I'll, I'll i'll agree with you that i'm sure that is probably true for you guys and maybe even to the greater OnlyFans audience as long as they're not really doing the gfe thing but uh, just because they're not messaging you doesn't mean there's not an element of a parasocial relationship that's formed, right? Like you can uh, live vicariously through someone else. So you're like watching all their shit, right? But you're not actually messaging them. So there's levels of parasocial relationships. So that would be a more mild level of parasocial relationship. I'm not saying everyone that that watch it that subscribes to you is actually forming a parasocial relationship with you. I think I agree with you. There's probably a good amount of guys that just want to jerk off to you or your type of girl. Like I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But I do think there's more of the parasocial stuff that maybe uh, you think there is. I can't really prove that because again, number one, I've never been behind the scenes on your OnlyFans. I've never seen your DMs. Number two, there's no real studies on like uh, this type of thing. But uh, yeah, just like like thinking as a guy. What are the reasons that guys would subscribe to an OnlyFans? Uh, number one is the parasocial part. And number two would be ease of use. Like you said, uh, I just think that ease of use is not the main or only factor. Do you consider it a parasocial relationship if someone subscribes and they like to fantasize about you being their wife and coming home to you and hearing you talk and jerking off? And when they're in the mood for sexual gratification, they use that fantasy. Is that a parasocial relationship? Can you define what a parasocial relationship is and how that person is viewing it? Um, in a way that's detrimental to themselves?
Well, you, you said two different things, but okay. So I'll, I'll try to answer every one of your questions. Yes. I do think that would be a form of parasocial relationships. Again, I think that they're not all the same. There's mild gambling addictions and there's severe gambling addictions. And there's everything in between. So that would be a more mild parasocial relationship. Right. But yeah, I would say that. How would I define parasocial relationship? It's a uh, relationship between two people who have never met uh, where basically one person is uh, imagining a type of relationship that does not exist on the other person's end. So basically, that person is fantasizing about you. Uh, he thinks he has some level of a relationship with you uh, versus you don't even know he exists. That's what I would so say. Would that, would that go mm -hmm. to normal porn stars too? Or why does he think he has sure. some yeah. level? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everyone who watches porn is creating a temporary parasocial relationship to jerk off. I would No, not, no but, but I didn't say that. I didn't say everyone, right? I acknowledge oh, that okay. there's a good amount of people who don't uh i just we're we're kind of disagreeing on what that percentage is like what percentage of people do you okay like let's take you aside take uh i don't know what, what was the other only fans girl bella thorne or whatever like what percentage of guys who subscribe to her do you think have some level uh of parasocial relationship with her well, she was she was in she, yeah she was an actress so she was a child star actress from disney i think right, um, a very very, very like small amount would be interested in that aspect Bella. i think it's because she's an actress she's famous people want to see her naked yeah that's okay. I, I, I i agree with you there I, like bella delphi i don't know like who yeah bella De i think bella delphine's probably a good example um of somebody who's like for a long time been building an audience through youtube and everything else and did all the teasing thing and then wanted to open up uh to only fans finally um and people wanted to have those interactions i think people built a parasocial relationship with bella delphine before she was even doing only fans like the way she was creating content sure, but i'm just not convinced that it's a sizable amount of people that think they have a chance at dating her or well you know, so okay but 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 that's a that's a more a little bit more extreme level, but it's the right? substitute for the, dating the question her. the question i have is like what percentage of uh Bella Delphine's OnlyFans subscribers, do you think have some level of parasocial relationship with her? Now, thinking that you have a shot with her is much more up on the ladder than is just like, hey, like I fantasize about this girl all the time. And maybe, you know, we have this like weird internet connection type of thing, right? Uh, so that's like a next level of delusion. So Isn't like every celebrity crush that way then? Uh, depends on the intensity of the crush, but yeah, potentially. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I, I think actually this gets this gets memed on with uh, particularly boy bands and things. The way they yeah. sell the fantasy that this is somebody who could love and care for you, um, like two younger girls. That's like I think that's pretty well documented in the music industry that that's what it's not uh, exclusive to labels. boy bands. Like there's people who have social relationship with women. Are boy bands bad for women now because there's a small percentage of women who feel this way? I think I think that like certain celebrity culture is certainly bad for women. Yeah, and like, certain sure. OnlyFans culture is bad. It creates as well. it, it creates it creates um un unreasonable expectations for relationships. Um yeah, it and takes, the creators it, on OnlyFans who do the same thing are bad as well, but that's not but that's not what I'm arguing. Wait, hang on. No, no strong, that's please. I'm, <laughs> I have I I, I, I qualify <laughs> I qualify myself initially by saying that I don't think it's actually negative for women. I think it's neutral and it could be positive or negative, depends on the woman. But I guess I still want to get an answer to this question. Like what percentage of uh only Bella Defiance OnlyFans uh subscribers have some level of parasocial relationship with her? Just I, I know you can't give me an exact number, but like it's just, highly uh, dependent on what you think is like the lowest level of like parasocial relationship. Relationship. What Jasmine said earlier. Part of it too, 
if you're considering celebrity crushes a part of this too, then anyone who has an internet crush on us and our personality it could be. No, like if you person. just think that the girl is attractive, that I don't think that counts. But like, uh, it kind of goes back. Like, I would use the example you gave as a low level where you think that uh, you like, you know, like when you're home, you're like fantasizing about them. Uh, that's the girl you always fantasize about when you're jerking off or whatever. Maybe even when you're having sex with your girlfriend, if you have one. Uh, that's what I would say is like a low tier level of that, but you're not like actually messaging her and you're not like trying to meet up with her. That would be a low level parasocial relationship. I still say where you're like, right. okay, wait, let me, let me just pop up where you're like much more invested in her life. And she doesn't even know who you exist. Like, you know, a lot of things about her. Right. But she has no idea who you are. I mean, that's like the Kardashians with all of us. Like we unfortunately are forced to know a lot of shit about. Yeah. Them. Well, so, some people do have a parasocial relationship with the Kardashians, and that's weird as but fuck, too. I don't think it's the majority of people who know of the Kardashians or know this information. Like, most of us who know Kim and Kanye were married, even though he does, they don't know we exist, I think the majority of us don't have a parasocial relationship with them or their relationship. The, the so difference is, is that you, just by existing in America, you know that they were married because that news pops up on your feed. Versus in order to find out things about, like, uh, these OnlyFans girls, you kind of have to invest your time. You kind of have to go behind the paywall. You kind of have to, it, it's not something that's just thrown in your face. It's something that you have to actively seek out. That's that is literally not true because that is the whole, what we have to do in order to have successful OnlyFans is to promote, to do debates, to go on Instagram and do reels and to have random people when they're not looking pop up on our content. So no, I don't think that's necessarily true. The whole point, how you become successful on OnlyFans is by trying to get people who don't know you exist to exist by forcing yourself onto whatever platform they are on and hoping that they see you. What, what would you say your core content is then? Because, like, I, I looked at, at Diddy's, like, ASMR channel. That's, like, 500,000 subscribers. It's a huge channel. Like, that I'd expect, like, a decent income from that. Like, would you describe, like, your OnlyFans as, like, a side thing that you're making a bit of money off? Or is it, like, that's what you're driving towards? Because I think there's a big difference there, right, of what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I know you're not a Reddit person, but I have, like, 5 mil carb on Reddit, millions of followers there. I, yeah, my majority of oh, my... Right. my Five huh? million. Damn. I hate Reddit, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, I would say the majority of my content, I just started doing this like kind of other stuff or YouTube and stuff, but is is just sex work, is Reddit, is porn. And yeah. a lot of those people, they're just seeing a picture of me doing a titty job. They're not like learning about who I am. A lot of actually people like that see something like this, like, oh, is that that girl from Reddit? Because they didn't even know that I like spoke because you don't speak really on. on mm. She can speak. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> she, she's not a mute. <laughs> yeah. So. But, but, but what, still, are, you, what are, are you trying to promote? Like, sorry, go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to like keep like fucking harping on this, but I do still want to get like a ballpark, like. Uh, I guess answer from you ladies mm -hmm. like, what what do you I think, think like, yeah. I would say I don't really like the definition of like a parasocial relationship that we're using here I would see like I a parasocial I can use a technical definition if you want I can okay. just technical yeah. definition okay let me do that parasocial relationship definition okay let's do this okay one second uh, okay uh, a parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship that a media user engages in with a media persona such as celebrity, character, or influence. So that's a pretty general, I think, safe definition. I guess relationship, like, what do you, like, does this person think that there's a relationship or are they just admiring you? And I, just, I think it's also this cool thing of, 
can you like are you replacing what they'd have as a relationship so let's say let's say a guy meets a really nice girl who's very normal and at the back of the head they're like oh they're never going to be jasmine though they're never going to be jasmine they're never going to be intelligent and funny and have five million credit on reddit because like who the, who the fuck has that like um so like that it's 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 the level you're setting which is it which is non-realistic for something like this i mean I would you they... would you agree that instagram culture itself we have seen people presenting their lives in a way that is not realistic and we're seeing particularly younger people scale themselves against basically impossible standards of beauty of a uh, lifestyle of you know unless you're prepared to go to saudi arabia and get shit on by a prince you know yeah. nobody's getting that right I 100% agree with you. And if we're going to use that definition of parasocial relationship, where it's a person to the point where when they're meeting women in real life, they're act somehow that's being hindered because they are not Jasmine. I, I would think that's horrible. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But to answer Alex's question using that definition, I would say it's a really small percentage, probably like less than 3%. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, this is this is where you and I would heavily disagree. I would say it's probably closer to 20 or 30%. No, I don't think so. But I, I think like this is this is the crux of because we agree on a lot of stuff. I think all of us, but I think yeah. the crux of the disagreement is what percentage, and we don't really have studies on it. Me and Diddley have at least personal anecdotal experience. You guys have maybe the upper hand of knowing at least some aspects of the male mind. I, I think it's I think it's just being a man. Yeah, like I I feel like what you're describing is very much how you're seeing these smaller interactions but it's one of those things of like uh there was a thing re a few years ago where um a load of women were talking about their sex lives with other girls and saying oh well don't guys do that don't you go with your partner and be like hey her vagina looks like this no guy does that it's not normal but women think it's normal it's a it's a thing that because there's differences between how men and women interact. And I think what you may be seeing is like a selection. I don't think um, you're the average jazz. I, I don't think you're the average OnlyFans creator. And I'm not talking about the high end. I'm talking about that sort of majority of 90% who are making not much money, who are who want to make it into the industry. And I think that a lot of the OnlyFans user base isn't high-powered businessmen. It is young men sat at home who are neat who can't get a fucking date who don't know how to work tinder who have massive um social anxiety problems and that might come Didn't into we the establish in the beginning that they're mostly married there was study done on the type of and like 60 something percent are married and yeah but even in that study i actually looked it up right before um actually during the intro but um yeah even in that study the author says just because they're married doesn't mean that they're not lonely. So you can totally- well, no, no, But that, that cuts at what he was just saying about like, oh, they're just these young, lonely men who can't get a date. Well, yeah. clearly they only got a date. They got somebody to marry them. Yeah, so I'm not saying they're... maybe not that their relationship is perfect, but this prototype of like the incel nerd who's on the computer or like asking you for dating advice, Alex, or watching red pill dating content, that this is the average user. I feel like there is no evidence to support that. And there's actually some evidence to the contrary. Yeah, sure. Okay, they could be sure. They could be married and lonely, right? Like, absolutely. Like, I think it's probably more likely. Like, if you take, like, if you take like a thousand dudes who are married and very happy with their relation, uh, marriage and their sex life, a thousand dudes who are not happy and their wife doesn't fuck them. Like, obviously, the second category is more likely to have an OnlyFans subscription. Would you? Would you agree with that? 
Maybe, except for the fact that a lot of like, especially people who tend to use OnlyFans, like they tend to, and their partners tend to have like, I wouldn't care if my boyfriend subscribed to a girl's OnlyFans. And I think that there's a lot of people like that. You'd be surprised how many couples um, subscribe to OnlyFans. Okay, do you have any, because you can keep pointing to data and that's fine. I don't mind that. But like, but do you have any data that it's couples on OnlyFans, like actual couples from survey data? Because it sounds like it's kind of like the Ashley Madison thing, right? Like a lot of guys who were unhappy went on a dating site specifically for married couples and had affairs. I, I don't think that's a, like an, an, a healthy sexual outlook in the same way. I don't think the way Tinder pushes hookup culture um, has been healthy for like the dating the dating infrastructure and everything else. And I would agree with you. I have no way to say that that 60 something percent is all in this category, but there's also no evidence or nothing for us to believe that they're all having these horrible marriages or they're all doing this behind their partner's back. And that it's like a terrible thing. I don't think that tends to- It doesn't need to be behind their partner's back, by the way. It could be with the consent of their partner. The partner's like, hey, I don't want to fuck you. So you do what you got to do. Uh, that that Actually, also helps. I do find that, and this is just personal. I don't know if there's been any studies done on this that people who tend to subscribe to OnlyFans, at least the ones that tend to interact with us so actually this may be a bias for the ones that interact with us because i do notice when i go on these red pill shows i get a ton of subscribers those subscribers usually don't message a small percentage of them do but the ones who actually message you tend to be uniquely sex positive and tend to be like very like oh hey I'm here. These are my kinks. I blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they're like, I'm married. I'm 40. I live with my wife and dog. Like they tend to have like a very liberal attitude towards porn and sex in general. But then again, I have no way of knowing what percentage of that married, uh, the married men who use OnlyFans. Like that's like saying what percentage of married men use porn. Probably a lot. I don't know if unhappy married men are more likely to use OnlyFans over regular porn. I don't know. And I don't Well, know at the same happens. time, when they're in the Fresh and Fit chat, they're like, she's a 304. Send her to I know, the and then they're on my OnlyFans. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so. I really I really like what you had to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that That's is why we all do it. Why do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what he was saying earlier that like these shows, they prop us up. And then obviously the reason we go on there is also because we retain a benefit too. From okay, so but what do you what do you want to be known for? Like that's that's I suppose that's kind of a cool question. Would you prefer people like, hey, this is Jasmine. She's really smart. When you when like I said that I uh, was debating you, people in my chat were like, Jasmine, Jasmine's really smart. She's really, really based. Or do you want people to be like, wow, that's a girl with a really nice tits. Which is your preference for how you're seen? Like, because I, I, I also, I don't want to accuse you of lying, but I don't know how much I buy into that you want to be an object over a person in the way that you are seen. Because you clearly, yeah. you, you clearly talk from an, uh, an educated level yeah. and those things clearly matter to you. Um, so it's funny because when I actually quit my the day job at my law firm, a lot of my friends were like, well, you're going to get bored. You're not going to be the type of person who can just sit there and like show your tits on the internet. I was like, no, yes, I can. And as time has gone on, I'm like, no, I'm actually passionate about this. I used to stream right before my OnlyFans and talk about moral philosophy or something random. Um, and that's just me bringing who I am and myself into my content. So my goal is actually, I want to be on OnlyFans as much as I can. If you just know me as the girl with the big tits, cool, especially because that's how I make a lot of money. But now I'm also interested in expanding my brand and doing what you do and doing what everybody here does is kind of showing this other side of me and building this separate bit. I'm interested in both. Does it have to be one or the other? And if I had to pick honestly, and one was bringing me way more money, which it is, I'm going to pick the one that's going to bring retire me in a few years over this one. But I like that I have the option to do both. This is probably a good opportunity to jump into the Q&A. So you want to say 
Thanks so much to our guests. Folks, you can find their links in the description box below. What are you waiting for? You can hear their positions more in depth. Even if you disagree, there's a value in going to understand someone's position firsthand. So with that, we're going to jump into the Q&A. Thanks very much for your questions. This first one coming in from Clint Abrams says, Jasmine always makes great arguments. you got a fan out there. Snake was right, says for team yes, in particular, Alex and Beckett. What is your evidence that porn addiction, hmm, forgive me, those are, my eyes jumped. They said, is it a model's responsibility to protect porn addicts from themselves? No, I, I don't absolutely think it's a model's responsibility to protect porn addicts from themselves. That That is their responsibility. And you can maybe make an argument that it's the platforms has some level of responsibility, but no, it, it is not. I, I wouldn't fault the model unless of course she's engaging in something that's scammy, like where she's promising something she doesn't deliver on. I think that's the example that Beckett uh, said initially, but aside from that, no, it's not her responsibility. Okay. I think she's not their babysitter. She's not their mom. Uh, that's each person's responsibility. I think, I think one of the only things I'd curtail is a lot of the fake advertising stuff. So you see these like TikToks and things where they're like, hey, how much money do you have in the bank? I've got $400,000. Wow, that's amazing. How did you do that? I sell my feet pick on these in this site. And it's like outright rage bait posting uh, for like some fucked up website. I think I curtail that because it's just it's just simply unethical advertising. I agree. You got it. And folks, I want to remind you, if you haven't hit like, hit like, not for me, but for you so that the YouTube algorithm knows what to send you more of. If you enjoy this debate, hit like so that YouTube can serve you more of what you like. Not your everyday answer. If this video gets 10,000 likes, Jasmine has agreed to do a um, a scene where she wears a full MAGA outfit. So uh, <laughs> it'll be good. So make sure you hit the you like button. More than 10,000 likes for that one. 100,000 no not your everyday Ashley says, if porn is free, then why pay for OnlyFans? Are men replacing real life relationships with OnlyFans creators? If so, how is that good? I think that's a more question for the ladies. Cause... Yeah, I mean, I can answer this as a user myself. I actually started out as an OnlyFans user before I became a creator. And for me, the reason why I subscribe to creators is just it's so much easier to find the exact kind of content I want to look for. Um, if I, you know, find a particular guy is hot or whatever, I can just subscribe and get all his content right there. Um, nothing to do with the parasocial aspect. I never message them on there. It's literally just a fat. Diddly, but to be fair, you are a woman. I do think that the parasocial stuff really doesn't apply to women nearly, nearly. I don't think it applies nearly as much to men as you make it out to be as well. Well, that's, that's, that's like kind of like the source of our disagreement. Okay. Mm -hmm. We spent two hours going over this question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think we're going to come to a consensus on it. That's fine. Winter X Rose says, for team yes, what is your evidence that porn addiction exists? And if it does, how is this anyone's problem except for the person claiming addiction? So uh, I never, we never argue that it's anyone else's problem besides the porn, uh, the person that's addicted, just like it's not anyone's problem when someone's a gambling addict, right? We're just talking about in general, is it good or bad, right? So those two things are not like intertwined in any way. I'm not saying that like, oh, we need to, like, I, I literally, my opening statement, I very clearly outlined, hey, I don't think that 
uh, the government should come in. I don't think there should be any legislation. I don't think there should be anything along the lines of that. So I'm just purely arguing from a outcomes perspective for the user. Um, I think what was the first part of that question? Uh, what, what is the evidence for porn addiction per se? Yeah. So like we kind of discussed this earlier, the studies are mixed on this. Um, I mean, obviously there's a shitload of anecdotal evidence, but I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, but there, yeah, there are some studies, a good amount of studies that suggest like, yeah, this is like something that happens to a percentage of people who watch porn. Um, I mean, again, I personally know quite a few people who used to be porn addicts. I have met, I've never met anyone who quit porn and it was like, oh fuck, that was a bad decision. But I have met countless people who quit porn and were like, oh, this is like one of the best decisions I ever made. So yeah, take take that information as you will. You got it. Thanks very much. Pointless Poppy says, if there is a healthy way to consume porn, isn't becoming addicted more of a personal issue? I feel like you already covered this enough. This one coming yeah, in from yeah, pretty much. Not your let's see. Not your everyday Ashley says, How would we accurately assess porn addiction? Like what way are we gonna measure it? Oh, I think I think that's a pretty complicated question that we're almost still trying to answer on like an academic level. Um, I, I think personally, if you are regularly consuming something and it is a, an obsess, it becomes an obsession, particularly with something like pornography. Um, I think because there's the added taboo around sexualization of stuff. Generally speaking, people who become obsessive of these things start hiding it. Uh, we can see this with like multiple dis different disorders. Um, and I, th I do think there are healthy approaches. I think it's notable that nowhere in this debate have I turned to Diddy and Jasmine and been like, you're both fucking ethots, fuck off. Because like, there's a difference between, I think, how they're presenting themselves and potentially the content they're making. I don't know, I've never seen either of your contents versus uh, kind of what you see on kind of the worst elements. Um, yeah, I, I so, just yeah. want to add that too that, that yeah what you're describing is a compulsion and i think the world health organization does consider it to be a compulsion we're talking about addiction in the medical sense it, it's, it has a different standard and you know they've been trying to do research on this looking at the brain and stuff and some st stuff is mixed seems to be that the consensus is that it's not an addiction the same way like drugs or even things like gambling are and i also want to say this is the most pleasant debate i've done it's the only one where <laughs> debating people who say that women shouldn't vote and that we're all so <laughs> i actually really like both of i like everyone here so this has been really fun for me um, <laughs> ones i do on alex's channel and on these red pill contests uh, i mean shows usually are not <laughs> yeah i know like i'm kind of because i'm kind of like i don't have a strong position on this that's why i've been like so like uh whatever like laid back it's just i, I don't yeah i don't think it's the best thing for men but i'm not like super it's not like a topic i'm super passionate about yeah, and Diddly, I watched yours like right before this, like part of it with the other guy you did like a month ago. And yeah, yeah. luckily we don't have <laughs> that <Yeah>. going on. <laughs> he basically just called her a whore for literally yeah, for, an hour, for an hour straight. I'm not even exaggerating. That's literally everything. He's just like, well, I'm not a whore. You're a whore. <laughs> I think I'm, I look I, I I think that from my position, I I mean, as I said, I have issues with sort of the mcdonaldsization of sex work and the fact that people are doing it for no money i think it is high risk but yeah generally speaking i i find the red pill stuff uh probably more problematic if anything and like when we're talking about the things that impact men um yeah easily the the way kind of men are taught about being alphas and all this kind of shit 
um is is really fucking unhealthy i I think i agree with you i mean we're Mm -hmm. we're finally getting to the point with a whatever podcast where people are looking at whatever his name is actions and being like why are you talking to people like this what what is fucking wrong with you you know yeah even when we're just talking about like replacing social and romantic relationships with you know stuff like OnlyFans, i would even argue that like gaming or watching twitch streams literally leads to less opportunities to um create these social and romantic relationships just because of the difference in amount of time that's sunk into doing these two different things like the average gamer or average person watching a twitch stream that's usually like hours of content that they are consuming whereas on OnlyFans, you know it's probably just a 10 to 30 minute quickie well, one of my audience members, because we went over some self-diagnosed autism stuff, uh, he's like in his th- late 30s, 40s. Because of my streams, he got diagnosed as autistic. So, you know, clearly these, clearly Twitch streaming does have bad impacts. It turns you turns you to autism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I wouldn't say, obviously, Twitch streaming is inherently bad or watching Twitch is inherently bad, as I would say. I think becoming obsessive. I, I think becoming obsessive over a creator is bad. And I think yeah, I, you know, I said Logan Lo- Logan Paul earlier and the fact that he's able to sell NFTs and his weird crypto game or the prime shits. Like, clearly these are, you know, with big creators, clearly there's something happening here that it is different. It's, it's not the same as traditional media, you know, which mm-hmm. seem to have a much smaller pool impact of... Uh, messing with people you know people turned the tv off and then went about their business that doesn't seem to be happening with streamers as much we'll jump into yeah. this next one i hate to do this but just because we have so many questions that we're going to fly through pointless poppy says alex you have said quote they men have conditioned themselves to prefer porn rather than go out and meet a girl that sounds like a personal problem i don't know if they mean for you personally or they mean <laughs> just for men that they should have to handle like, it i themselves. would be the last person i don't I, I've talked about this. The only time I watch porn is if I'm driving and I'm on the verge of falling asleep. I need to wake myself up. So I'll just watch some like fuck, turn on some porn just to like fucking turn my brain on so I'll fall asleep. But aside from that, uh, <laughs> obviously, just for the record, I don't jerk off while I'm driving. But anyway, uh, aside from that, like I haven't I've watched porn that. in like a decade. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, I've done porn for like several chicks, but well, actually one or two. But I've not watched porn. I don't consume porn like that at all. Uh, I prefer having sex with girls. Uh, so no, it's definitely not a personal problem. Uh, maybe it used to be when I was in like my late teens. Um, not to a heavy extent, but I did used to watch a good amount of porn. Um, so what was the first part of that? That's that basically covers it. In fact, this wow. next question actually taps into what they otherwise might have meant. Maybe them they meant like a personal problem, as in this next one person, BTF's Wayne says, Why is the yes side arguing for less personal responsibility? So in other words, they might mean like personal problem in the sense that it's like theirs to handle. And I think BTF Wayne is assuming that you guys are conservatives. That's why they're saying, Why is the mm-hmm. yes side arguing for less personal responsibility i think the nice. people on this channel are so used to hearing the guys that i've made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys i'm not gonna come up think they're arguing nor, that nor do i i do think it ultimately comes down to personal responsibility again i don't know why people keep like intertwining those two things i think that like yes it can be 
even 100% of your personal responsibility. At the same time, we can make an argument that it's not good for men, right? Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, and I want to vouch for Alex here because we've had some conversations about this and he 100% like does not blame like uh, bar owners for alcoholics or OnlyFans creators for people who are addicted to porn. So yeah, I think I think it's a system like that we're putting in place and the incentives that are put in place uh, for things like OnlyFans that I think I think look, I think some creators will uh, be abusive towards their um, viewers and the system, but I think the fact that the majority of OnlyFans girls are not making much money is actually a sign that the majority of OnlyFans are not doing that um, because otherwise they'd be making a ton more cash by being more exploitative. Mm-hmm. You got it? This one coming in from, do appreciate it. This one from Pointless Poppy says, Alex, here he is. You have said, we got that one. Not your everyday Ashley says, why are so many OnlyFans models paying someone else to run their OnlyFans page, mainly messaging back and forth? It's not about the pseudo relationship. I think you guys all agree, though. It sounds like everybody's on the same page that yeah, like paying an Algerian guy to respond on behalf. But I will is... say the reason that they do it is because like I it takes so much time to do it yourself. So I understand why they do it. I just don't think it's ethical. And I think we all agree. Yeah, but I, I but I think, I think that's it's I think fine that's, if there's but, like a disclaimer, like if they know, make but, it. But I think the fact that there's known, even yeah. the the fact that there's even an industry for doing that, not just not just for OnlyFans creators, but for other types of creation, that shows that people do want those messages, right? That they do yeah. want that interaction. So you know, I I strongly point to that as a parasocial, and you know, the saying. early. Like it depends. Like, yeah, if you have millions of followers and even one percent reach out to you, you don't have time to even engage with the one percent. But one percent is still a small percentage out of your fan base. Yeah, and from what I do know about uh, the female creators who have hired someone to answer their messages, it's mostly to answer like custom requests or to send out PPVs, that kind of thing. It's not usually to like do the whole sexting thing, although I'm sure that is the case for some of them. You got uh, it, this one? Okay, yeah. From What have you got, Alex? No, I was just going to make a joke. I was going to say, I think there's probably a lot of uh, of these guys who are managing who are responding to a lot of dick pics. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. <laughs> I write all my own, just letting everyone know. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes me a lot of time, but I'm doing yes. it. Yes like three days there, there's definitely some dude in india who's like oh my god they did so big oh i cannot feel <laughs> that this one from pointless poppy says obsessing <laughs> over versus having fantasies of are two different things having fantasy without obsession can help you understand what you are attracted to and that's also what the study on OnlyFans users show that they seem to um, get more knowledge about what they like and also implement some of that into their own bedrooms. Sure, sure, but there are certain fantasies that are clearly a bit more on the weird side than others, right? Like, there's a difference between coming home and being like, "Hey, I want, I want you to dress up as a lawyer. Can you dress up as a lawyer for me? That would really do it for me." Versus coming home being like, "Okay, I've got this dog mask and this uh, like lead, and we're gonna go for walkies." Okay, I've decided like this isn't what I want. So there's there's all, there's clearly a difference there, right? There is. Um, I don't kink shame unless it's uh, 
you know, some type of harm is coming for it. But I can say the most, the most popular content, like if I want to make a lot of money on OnlyFans, I just have regular sex with my tits, my ass seems to be that's the stuff that does well. Then if I made that video, I think I'd get like one person that bought it. <laughs> so mm. it's not super. OnlyFans has a lot of restrictions on what kind of content you can do as well. Like they've just straight up banned a lot of the more extreme stuff that you would be able to see on Pornhub. This one coming in from Ashley says, Jasmine cherry picks her quote unquote statistics. You have a critic out there, Jasmine. I mean, you're, I, you can message me what I'm cherry picking. And if you have evidence that points to the contrary, I'm open to hearing it. This one from Bezos's anti-bullying agency says, does the no side of this debate believe there are healthy, well-adjusted married men that consume OnlyFans? And if so, what percent of OnlyFans pay comes from those people? I'm a firm believer that the vast majority of users on OnlyFans are just normal dudes. So I'd say, yeah, upwards of like 90% even, 70 to 90%, just normal dudes. Yeah, I would agree. And I definitely think there are some perfectly well-adjusted, normal married men who have a you know they have this fantasy and a lot of times the, the women are fine with it or their partners or their spouses are fine with it and yeah it's okay i don't yeah. think i'd even say that about youtube and twitch chats like when we look at like people who are interacting a lot online i think there are plenty of people who are fucking crazy i, I think I it's think... highly dependent on the youtuber but like for most of the time i would say yeah like 70 to 90 percent of the just normal people and then there's like a small percent that are insane people well yeah chats are usually unhinged because what yeah. like negativity bias with everything right even reviews like if you don't like a product you're more likely to say something so i never like if you have like ten thousand people watching you and like the people that are commenting are not necessarily going to be representative of that ten thousand because they're uniquely um they have a unique propensity to comment that's why comment sections are uniquely unhinged on a lot of our channels and the shit we do <laughs> This one coming in from Pointless Poppy says, if addiction is not your argument for why OnlyFans is bad, then what is? I feel like you've covered this, but if you want to summarize, I'll give you one or two sentences. Is this for me? Yeah. Yes. Well, addiction is part of my argument, so I don't know why he says it's not. I think it's because you said, uh, well, you basically conceded that it's l like less than half of the people are addicted. Yeah, I think that less than half people are addicted to alcohol or gambling, but I wouldn't say that gambling or alcohol is good. You got it. Then, last but not least, Anathema Shane, thanks for your membership. And want to say thanks to our, we have one last, Ashley strikes again. Here she is. She says, you admitted, so this is, I think this is for you, uh, Jasmine, Ashley says you admitted you gained subs from these debates. What would you gain by admitting the pseudo relationship isn't their main reason for subscribing? Well, I mean, first of all, doing these debates just is exposure. So they might see me and be like, who's the girl with the big titties? I don't think that means they have a pseudo relationship with me. I think that's where the majority are coming from. And some people really are turned on by my ability to debate or my, I'm not saying I'm super smart, but they're like, oh, I, a lot of people are like, I saw you on Reddit and I thought you were hot, but then I saw you actually speak and I thought you were smart. And now I'm subscribing for that. And then I go, oh, thank you. And then they never talk to me again. 
So I, if you want to say that's a pseudo relationship, sure. I wouldn't classify it as that. Jasmine, when I saw you destroy Myron on Fresh and Fit, I knew you were the girl who I was going to sign up to OnlyFans for. <laughs> you know what? Go for it. Use What's going to be your username? Ron something? Next time I see a Ron. Ron, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, a Ron. I actually never, ever signed up. I don't, I've don't. i never even been on OnlyFans, so that would, be, that would be unique. Well, I've been on the other side of it, but not on the uh, consumer end. But yeah, anyway, keep, sorry, keep going. Okay, so with that, I wanna say, <laughs> folks, I want to say thanks so much for watching. Seriously, it's been a true pleasure to have our guests here. Thank you so much. The guests are the lifeblood of the channel, folks, so do check out their links. We appreciate them. Thank you, Alex, Beckett, Diddley, and Jasmine. It's been a pleasure to have you tonight. Thank sure. you. Thanks for hosting yeah, us. It's good not being yelled at for an hour. <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, it was really nice to meet you. Back in that diddly, you're amazing too. So thanks. Yeah, so, nice to you too. Yeah, it yes. might be nice to have a discussion in the future with the, uh, yeah. either or both of you. It's pretty cool. I, you can tell me about the ASMR stuff. That sounds yes interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna follow both of you on Instagram now. I think I already followed Diddly, but mm -hmm. I definitely a so. productive and friendly conversation. Those are nice to have as well. So with that, thanks, folks. Stick around. I'll be right back with a post-credit scene, letting you know about upcoming debates. Thanks one last time to our guests. And folks, stick around. I'll be back in just a minute. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.